This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Wait a, wait a second. Wait a second. What? what is going on here on Unsportsmanlike? Uh-oh. Presented Uh-oh. by Progressive Uh-oh. Insurance. Uh-oh. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Breaking news music? Do we have a surprise? We have an update. And oh. Joe Buck is confirmed for this Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go! Check. So, yes. so, so Nuno, no cold tub. Check. Thank God, because nobody wanted to see that. Pat, <laughs> Pat great job getting him on, Pat. <laughs> great job, job Pat. Yeah, Pat, Javante, Jerry, everybody, great job. Yeah. Nuno, uh, congratulations. Excellent job. You yes. heard Greeny there, the first example of the ESPN phone tag, where an ESPN guest has to then pick the next guest. Wow, Joe Buck. Good work, Monday. Guys. Proud of you. Wow, that is all. Now, Nuno, be fair on this. Are you going to take the credit for this? Do you deserve the credit? And if so, that's okay. We are happy to give it to you. Uh, we did it. It was a team effort. <laughs> we, DJ Khaled, I knew. <laughs> we the best. We. <laughs> well, all right. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. There we go. There you go. <laughs> We're really going to be honest about that. There we that's go. That's exciting. That oh, is exciting. I can't wait. That's an outstanding get. Joe I wonder Buck who on he's going to pick. That's a great question. I can't wait to talk to Buck. Yeah. Buck, Buck and Aikman, they're the best. Oh, they're He's the got best. the Raiders it, and the Lions when it comes on Monday to play night. by play and color. There's nobody better in the business across all sports. You just hear their voices. Nobody's better, and you know it's big. It's no a doubt. big moment. No doubt. As in, as I've told you guys a million times, as an uber over the top Howard Stern fan, I love Joe Buck even more because he goes on with Howard all the time. And he's just a regular guy. He's just a regular guy that is really high up in his profession and elite at his profession. Yeah. And he's fun and it's awesome that we're going to get to talk to him Monday, 9.15 a.m. Eastern mm. time uh, before the Raiders and the Lions. Absolutely appointment radio. That yes. is absolutely appointment radio. No doubt. I'm planning on listening to that. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Maybe I'll talk we to might, him. We might need you to ask some questions. Okay. Too, all right. You, I'll, you, I'll, might I'll, have to, <laughs> you might have to actively participate in that. Okay. Um, by the way, go. we could also get into the World Series with him as the World Series on ESPN Radio. Catch all the action tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, ESPN Radio. And and ESPN app coming off of last night where you had three games that we're buzzing about this morning. You had Buffalo beating Tampa Bay 24-18. CeCe unimpressed with Buffalo's performance. And I, I understand where you're coming from. It makes sense. Hey, you're, you're going to be a super – you think you're a Super Bowl contender? you got the Bucks at home coming off a loss to the Pats? Show me something. Well, it was a Hail Mary gone wrong at the end. They almost lost that game. So you've got that. You've also got the Lakers last night beating the Suns, minus Devin Booker and Bradley Beal. We're already in load management mode already. Game two of the NBA season. What, what happened to the Dave McMenamin report that LeBron was only going to play 28 to 30 minutes yeah. a game? Right. What He's ha- not what in happened, load management. What happened to that? LeBron played 35, but Devin Booker doesn't play last night. And then the first Do you like game- that or not as a, as a Lakers guy? No, I get what they're doing because if you look at the games played for LeBron over the last three seasons, he's missed significant portions yeah, of the season. You got to keep him healthy. He's thirty eight years old. He's in year twenty one. Smalls. I don't have a. I don't have a twenty one. I don't have a problem <laughs> with fault. them I saying, "Hey, I know, I got we got to manage this thing." The thing I had an issue with was. Why is D'Angelo Russell playing more minutes than LeBron James? I don't think we should. You don't think ever, he's better? I don't think we should ever live in a universe where D'Angelo Russell is playing more minutes than LeBron, unless LeBron's in street clothes. And even then, 
LeBron and Street Clothes. No, 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 no. Even then, even exactly, then. exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay, That's my it. point. Uh, first game last night was uh, Milwaukee over um, Philly. Dame Lillard, his debut for the Bucks, had 39 points in that debut last night. Phenomenal, phenomenal performance by Dame. They win by one on the uh, on their home floor. By the way, side note, we're going to get to the James Harden conversation. James Harden's got to watch that game last night thinking, uh, maybe they don't need me that much because if you no. only lose by one on the road to Milwaukee. Yep. How good was Tyrese Maxey down the stretch in that game? Well, he better be good because was, that's their guy. Well, yeah, he better be good, but he was phenomenal. He was great. I mean, making the right plays, knocking down shots from deep, and then being able to get into some pick-and-roll action with Joel Embiid, dropping it off in spots that he can he can do damage. I mean, he had full control of the game, and that was a one-possession game throughout the, the clutch time minutes, the last five minutes of that ball game. Now, what I will say is this. During that span, you could see why Milwaukee went out and got Dame. Mm-hmm. You can see exactly why. I mean, him burying that three with about a minute and 15 left, that was the dagger. Those types of shots, that's what he's capable of doing when he has the ball in his hands late. Milwaukee hadn't had somebody that can close the show quite like Dame could. Even though Giannis is a top two player in the world, Giannis doesn't have a a, 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 a consistent enough perimeter game to trust him in those moments. You absolutely trust Dame in those situations, and he showed why he should be trusted last night. And he talked about that post game. He said, I've had these conversations with the organization. I had these conversations with Giannis. They're empowering me to take control late in games, and he, we saw him do it last night. Yeah, they're setting pick and rolls starting at the half court line because his range is ridiculous. Also, for the Sixers, is a guy we've mentioned a lot, a sneaky signing, best looking player in the NBA, Kelly Oubre, 27 <laughs> Ooh, off the bench. You haven't heard, you what, haven't heard what, my, what did I say? My, what did I say about that? No, it's a great signing because they're. They're going to get him for exactly what he does, which is score. I've talked a lot about the handsome quarterbacks. I will find ways to incorporate the handsome NBA players in there, just in case you were wondering. Kelly Oubre, very good-looking guy. Really? Is yes. he number one on your list? He's higher on your list, huh? Uh, on your NBA list? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Look at him. Look at it. Kelly Oubre, very handsome man. Very, I'm just, I mean, look at the guy. Very good looking and good scorer off the bench. Anyway, um, I mean, and, I did and not, good scorer. I did not know we were going there today. And good scorer. I did not, You're welcome. I, I did not see that, You're Smalls. Welcome. I did not see that. I did. I did. So, in the uh, 6 a.m. Eastern hour, and if you missed any of that, you can go back on the ESPN app and listen to our podcast. We certainly would appreciate that. We talked about the idea of Dak Prescott resi- responding to his critics. Well, let's add another quarterback to respond to critics, and that is Deshaun Watson, who's not going to play this week, but had this to say in Cleveland yesterday. just worked my ass off for two years to get back to playing, so why wouldn't I want to play? This is what I've been doing since I was six years old, so why wouldn't I want to play? I see the, I see the same thing. I see all the, the narratives, this, that, third. I mean, all that stuff is just trying to call controversy and, and, and promotion. You know, I'm fine. I'm happy. Uh, I'm not happy with the injury. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a great space mentally. I'm in a great space spiritually. Uh, physically, everything else is in a great space except my shoulder. Uh, so we're working hard to get that back. But, yeah, why wouldn't, why wouldn't I want to play? I don't, I don't do this for no other reason. So, uh, yeah, I see that too. I see the whole contract situation and all that stuff. Yeah, that stuff is just for people to talk and, and just create narratives. So. Guys, I'm not backing off of my stance, and I made some calls to Cleveland people yesterday and the media there to find out, like, what's going on? Why, am I wrong about what I'm saying? Which is, why don't they just put him on the IR and end speculation and end the gray area? And everybody said, yeah, no, you're right. That, that's exactly what should happen. And we all agreed on that yesterday. Sure. I still don't understand what's going on here. 
why are they leaving this open-ended like this? Why does the head coach, the quarterback, and all the players have to answer questions about a player that basically, I know we played in the last game, but basically has missed three or four games in a row here? What are we doing? I don't know what they're doing. I, I have no idea. The only reason that I could say they're not putting them on IR is because the player, Deshaun Watson, doesn't want to be on IR. That's the only thing that makes sense. But I feel like that's to the detriment of the team because now you're talking about a valuable roster spot where there's a warm body that could actually help the team in the way of preparing or actually on game day in a in a different role. So I just I don't understand why this situation is playing itself out the way that it is. Now, what I will say is – Deshaun Watson actually speaking to the media and addressing it and saying that he wants to be out there is important Mm -hmm. because it shows that there's not a a rift between him and the head coach. There's not a rift between him and the front office. Now, I don't know what's happening in the building, but at least they're presenting the, the situation as this strictly being about a rotator cuff injury that he's having a hard time working through. The fact that He's trying to get back healthy is, is, is a good thing, and he's actually saying that he wants to be out there and he wants to be able to help his team. I think that's important in terms of trying to quell some of the speculation around why he's not playing when he was medically cleared weeks ago. Yeah, and him speaking on it is it's great to hear from his voice. Yeah. But just those comments from him, this is not going to go away. As long mm. as he's out there and he's not on IR, there's going to be questions about when he's going to return. And I just think that Cleveland is putting themselves in a really precarious position because if P.J. Walker continues to go out there and even if he's not performing up to the level you would hope, the team is winning, right? Like you want some consistency at that position. You don't want to have to constantly be talking about this. And I just think that this is not going to go away until they make a decision. And – no matter what the result is on Sunday against the Seahawks, post-game, the questions to Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, are going to be about Deshaun Watson. Yeah, of course. Oh, do you think he would have won this game if Deshaun was there? If P.J. Walker plays well and they do win, is P.J. Walker actually playing better than Deshaun? Could you see him being named the full-time starter? Regardless of result, and you have sat here, CC, and said that when right, the Cleveland Browns defense is up there with any unit on any side of the ball in the entire league. Yeah. No but, questions will be asked about that defense. No, no, no. The defense, just Deshaun. The, the defense is the best defense in football. Like, they just are. They, they've proven that time and time again. Even though they gave up all of the points to the Indianapolis Colts, look at the points that they generated for the Cleveland Browns in that win last week. So I, I, I look at this situation for the Browns and say, you can't rely on any quarterback that's on that roster. You got to go out, you got to beat the bushes, and you got to find somebody that represents an upgrade at the quarterback position. I don't know if it's a reunion with Jacoby Brissett, making a phone call to Atlanta for Taylor Heineke, making a phone call to the Dolphins for Mike White, whoever. You've got to find a quality backup that will be an upgrade to what you've seen from PJ Walker and, for that matter, to Deshaun Watson. But the only thing that gives me cause for pause with going that route, Smalls, is that if you're afraid to put Deshaun Watson on IR because Deshaun wants to get back healthy, how afraid would you be of making a move at the deadline to be able to bring over another Ooh, quarterback? Great point. Had not thought Excellent about it that point. way. Had not thought about it that way because I literally Excellent. was about to just say to you, do you think by Tuesday trade deadline that we are going to see a new quarterback on the Browns? But you're right. If there is not a clear-cut role and designation of role, all you're doing is adding more gray to the area, and you don't have Anita in the hair and makeup room to paint it in on my yeah. sideburns, right? <laughs> because if Deshaun Watson is on IR – Deshaun, hey, you understand we had to go get Josh Dobbs or Jacoby yeah. Brissett. You're on IR. If he's not on IR, wait a minute. I got to look here in PJ Walker, and here's Jacoby Brissett, and there's what's going on here. But here's the thing: 
as a front office person, as if you're their general manager, Andrew Barry, if you're their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, how do you go into that locker room and look at your players and specifically look at the guys on the defensive side of the ball, Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, Denzel Ward? How do you look at those dudes and say, yeah, we're going to keep rolling with P.J. until Deshaun gets healthy, knowing that there could be an opportunity for them to go out there and upgrade with somebody else's backup that might represent a material upgrade? I, I just – I, I I don't understand how you do that as a head coach. The front office, the head coach, they have an obligation to the other 52 guys on that team to do everything that they can to try to make, salvage the season and get to where they want to go. And to me, P.J. Walker ain't going to take them there. And quite frankly, what we've seen from Deshaun Watson ain't going to get them there either. What we've learned about them is that there's not much upside at that quarterback position right now for the Cleveland Browns. But we are brought to you by Upside, the free app that gets you cash back on gas, groceries, and dining. Filling your tank, cash back. Craving pizza, cash back. Stocking up on your tailgate snacks, lots of cash back. Frequent Upside users earn an average of $340 each year. That's enough to go see your favorite team this Sunday, which may be Cleveland, Download the free Upside app and use promo code FOOTBALL for an extra $0.25 cents per gallon back on your first fill-up. That's promo code FOOTBALL. Download Upside today. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We are joined in studio by former NFL GM and ESPN NFL front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum, friend of the show. We got to introduce yeah. Mike Tannenbaum well, as friend of the show. Although I want to, I want to air some grievances, Chris. I'm not so sure I'm a friend of the show. I'm back in the green room. Uh-oh. I'm watching the show like I, I do each and every day, Michelle. Thanks for the support. And, and literally, this happened about ten minutes ago. On Monday at nine fifteen in the morning, we got Joe Buck and Mike Tannenbaum. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Joe Buck. Nothing wrong with that. But just for those of you missing. Joe Buck at 9.15 on Monday. <laughs> That's coming up, Mike yeah, they, they told us they, we have to have this guy on. I yeah, mean, yeah. he just I ran mean, multiple like, NFL organizations. I'm like the but... practice squad guest. You know? Wow. Like, like, no, 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 no. Uh, no, we're just so used to having you around. We just want you to be comfortable. You're not really a guest anymore, right? You're part of the team, like, you, you You're not a guest. You don't need actually, our permission to go in the cupboards no, you and know go in the you fridge. Are, you're the extra practice squad guys during COVID year. That's what you are. When we expanded the practice squad. Wow, Evan. Wow. Well, he owes me two chicken parm dinners. 
So until I get oh, that, oh, I'm going to oh, be bitter about so that. So rude to our house guests. Oh, I love Mike. He knows that. Uh, all right. Let me ask you this to start us off. What are the next four or five days like for people like you, general managers, trade deadlines coming up? What Take us inside. What do you actually do? A million phone calls? What happens here? Yeah, you know, Evan, it, it's a great question because there is a sense of urgency. Like, this is our last, last best chance to improve our team. And, like, look, you know, there'll be practice squad signings and guys coming off of IR. But in most material ways, this is it. And I always said, you know, like, when you have the privilege of having that job, like, you have a massive responsibility so you're speaking to everybody, and you're just looking at surpluses and needs, and where are the matchups? Mike T., who's the contender that absolutely has to make a move before the deadline on Tuesday? Yeah, there's a handful, Chris. To me, it's Devontae Adams to Dallas. I think Dallas is Whoa. a player away wow. Wow. from being a material, legitimate, Super Bowl-winning team this year. Red zone, We everyone's talked about it, right? They've struggled in the red zone. You want to make C.D. Lamb better? Like, look at the great offenses. You got Jalen Waddell. You got Tyreek Hill, you got Devontae Smith, you got A.J. Brown. You want to make C.D. Lamb better? You want to solve your red zone issues? Go get another person on this side of the field that you can't double both. Okay, so what's your reaction then to hearing Jerry Jones saying that he's not calling teams that they need to initiate those conversations if you think they're the team that needs to add? They have a smart, talented guy in that front office, Will McClay, who's doing all the work. No doubt. doubt. Jerry will be out front, but Will's a very smart and talented guy that doesn't get the credit he deserves and legitimately should be his own GM one day, which I'm sure he will be. Um, but Jerry will stamp, you know, most decisions that they bring to him. And I think there is a sense of urgency in that building that, hey, we're close and should we try to do something? I know Derek Henry's name's been flowed there as well. But um, if I'm, you know, we're going on five years without Amari Cooper trade, that certainly helped him that year. And if I'm Dallas, I'm close. Like, I think this is something they should do. So, Mike, when you're making a trade with Dallas, or you're trying to make a trade with Dallas, when you were with the Dolphins or the Jets or any of the other uh, teams you've been on, do you actually call Jerry, or is it Will McClay that you call? Yeah, no, you start with others, and then when you go into the bus at the combine, you keep both hands in your pockets at all times. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's... And and, and actually, you know, Jerry, certainly, you know, Stephen Jones, they're very gracious. They are. um, And they're going to be the ones that have final say, but there are other people like the Will McClays of the world that actually do the work day to day. And I'm not saying that antagonistically, but no, you know, Jerry and Steven yeah. are running a billion-dollar enterprise. Uh, it's a, it's an unusual dynamic. I, I've always been curious. Just one quick follow-up on that. Sorry, CC. Uh, on the idea of making these trades, you get a GM job. Like, do they provide you the list of phone numbers, information? Like a phone tree? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, how do, you, how do you get to a guy like Jerry Jones or a guy like Bill Belichick? Yeah, um, I, I guess – it's just relationships, and you've sort of worked your way up the ranks with these guys, so like you sort of have it. I guess now the day before the draft, like you have a card with everyone's number in the draft room. Um, but beyond that, you know, these are people that you're talking to most most throughout times throughout the year, anyway. Yeah, you're getting to know everybody at the combine, yeah. all of those different events, the draft. So yeah, so Mike T, switching gears a little bit. I know everybody knows you as a former general manager for the Miami Dolphins and for the New York Jets, but what they might not know is that you've negotiated contracts for NBA head coaches. And I wanted to ask you, as a former front office person in professional sports, about the Sixers situation with James Harden. They got their season tipped off yesterday in Milwaukee. They left James Harden behind for their two-game road trip to start the season. If you're in that front office, knowing that you have a new head coach in Nick Nurse, how would you handle the James Harden situation? Yeah, Chris, it's actually funny you mentioned that. I was leaving the seaport yesterday. One of the real uh, privileges of my career is I represented Steve Kerr, did his deal when he became a head coach with the Warriors. I ran to Bob Myers. And uh, what what a gentleman. And we did the deal. I was on the other side of the table with him. I'll never forget. I'm in a 
Fort Wayne, Indiana, McDonald's. Suspend your animation. I'm in a McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> and there was a big sense of urgency because the Knicks are trying to get the deal done with us, and we're holding them off because Steve has obvious interest in Golden State. And, and Bob handled that situation, as those who know Bob Myers, just elegantly beyond reproach. Now transitioning to Nick Nurse, I, I'd say this. It puts a tremendous strain on everybody, even the forward-facing sort of like soundbite, like one day at a time. Every conversation you're having between Josh Harris, Nick Nurse, and the front office, what are we doing with him? What are we doing with him? He's, you know, an energy vampire. And what you're trying to do, going back to Evan's question, Chris, is you're calling every team and you're creating a sense of urgency, but you're also trying to manage expectations internally to say, like, we're working as hard as we can to get the Clippers over the hump, which has been well reported. But until then, he's here and we got to treat him like he's a 76er. Um, wow. So, like, I think you're trying to manage, like, two different dynamics with two different sort of, like, time frames because you can't make the Clippers move any faster than they want to go. And every moment you're trying to get Nick Nurse established to be the guy in your building. Who's the Bob Myers of the NFL? Who's that guy that when they get on the phone, people are like, I know that this is going to go well, but he's probably going to get what he wants out of this? Well, that's a really, really good question. Howie Roseman? He's up there. He's up there. I mean, literally, Kevin Bayard gets traded this week, and CeCe's like, why? Why do you take those calls with the Eagles? They're going to win that. Yeah. No, I'd say Eric DaCosta. I I think Eric does a great job, the the GM of the Ravens, Mm -hmm. sort of a little bit under the radar. I love how they reinvented themselves over the years and and what they've done with Lamar. And look, it hasn't been perfect. None of these situations are, but those are two names. that that, That's a really interesting parallel. But, you know, when you meet Bob, it's like, Bob's tall, thin, good-looking, former – like, he's, like, perfect, you know? Like, <laughs> multiple rings, like, doesn't have an enemy, you know? Like, he's he's uh, a rare guy. Well, I tell you, he is good. I was in a restaurant once, and he walked in, and I'm just, like, staring at the guy. Like, oh, imagine you could be like that. Bob Myers and Kelly Oubre. For yeah. Kelly yeah. Oubre, yeah. very good-looking yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tannenbaum said that to me in the break just now. Uh, talking <laughs> to Mike Tannenbaum, our practice squad guest here on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. All right, let me go through a, a, a series of names or questions on this. Quick hitters on the trade deadline. Should the Browns trade for a quarterback, and if so, who? hundred percent. I know Brissett's name's out there. It makes sense. It's That's a weird situation. I heard you guys talking about it earlier. Completely agree. Okay, Derrick Henry. Where should he go if he's going to go somewhere? Yeah, I said Philadelphia because I think DeAndre Swift. Over. Ball game over. DeAndre Swift is a talented player that has had durability issues. We saw the Arizona Diamondbacks close out the Phillies in Philadelphia with a great bullpen. You want to win a championship with the Eagles in the eighth inning, give the ball to Derrick Henry and let him close out games. He is a great finisher. That's what that team needs. All right, and give the last one for me on this. Give us a name. You look at the 32 teams, and you say they should trade that guy to this team. Is there one that's out there? Yeah, I'll just go back to, again, you know, Devontae Adams to Dallas. Like, Devontae Adams went to Vegas to play with Derrick Carr. It is clear he is not happy there, and I think you go back to that Amari Cooper situation, that turned out to be a win-win. I'm not going to let you out here before I ask you about Jets-Giants. We got Jets-Giants this week. We only, we only get it in a meaningful game once every four years. Which head coach needs to win this game? I think Robert Sala does. You know, he's, um, you know, what, 14 and 26, something like that, yeah. and um this is a consequential year. He's done a really good job of stabilizing this team after what's happened with Aaron Rodgers. But, Chris, you know, like, this game is meaningful. It's meaningful for the players who are competing for the same dollars in terms of marketing and appearances. It is very meaningful to the owners, regardless of what they say. And um, 
it's only once every four years. I don't have great memories of like, I let Eric Smith go, like not tackling Victor Cruz for oh, my, that was from great. my that University was great. of Massachusetts. That was and, great. That oh, was great. <laughs> but uh, th- that game, I'm glad you brought it up, Chris, because that game means a lot to a lot of people. No doubt. Mike, great job as always. You'll see him on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN, and you'll see him each week on our practice squad here. Uh, yeah, Mr. and P- I'll be listening 9.15 Monday morning. <laughs> there he goes, Mike Tannenbaum. Coming up, what's the upside? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This weekend's top money matchups brought to you by Upside. Upside earns you real cash back on Essentials so you can buy and win. Even when your team doesn't, maybe... The game with the biggest upside, the top money matchup this weekend could be the Dolphins and the Patriots. Possibly, maybe. You'll hear it on select ESPN radio stations, noon Eastern on Sunday. All right, guys. We pick one game with the biggest upside this weekend, the top money matchup. We always do the what game is eliminated, right? The one that we know is the money game of the weekend that everybody's going to be talking about, and then we can't pick that. So we're going to say the Niners and the Bengals. Is that game, or is that actually eligible for an upside game? No, the Niners and the Bengals would be the game. Yeah, that's, that's the game. So we have to leave that to the side. The Niners the lost the last two games. That's yeah, everybody wants to see what's going to happen with those two teams. All right, so that does not fit within the upside. No. CeCe, where are you going for your upside game this weekend? I'm going Vikings-Packers, man. This Ooh. is a big game for Jordan Love. He's trying to prove that he's a quality starting quarterback. Listen, since week four, he's literally been the worst starting quarterback in the National Football League. There's only one quarterback qualified for QBR that's been worse than him, and that's the Browns' P.J. Walker. So this is a situation where Jordan Love is fighting for his career mortality as a starting quarterback in the National Football League and with the Green Bay Packers. On the flip side of it, this is an opportunity for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings to prove everybody wrong. This is an opportunity to prove us all liars because we all sat up here and said throughout the first month of the season – 
that the Vikings should trade Kirk Cousins because they're going nowhere and that he would have a tremendous amount of value. And if they're not sold on him enough to give him a contract extension, then why the hell would you keep him on a team that's floundering? Well, guess what? They're not floundering. Right now, they're eighth in the NFC standings and right there on the heels of the Los Angeles Rams in terms of getting in the wild card picture. This is a team based on the remaining strength of schedule and the opponents that they're going to be facing in the NFC North that should absolutely be in the mix once December gets in here for a wild card spot. So shout out to Kirk Cousins and them being able to do that. But I'm not going to take them seriously as a playoff contender unless they can beat the Green Bay Packers. This and if they do that, all of a sudden we have a 4-4 four and four Vikings team and we are potentially play one thing out here. Rams beat the Cowboys this weekend. Not a crazy thing to, to assume that could happen. Mm-hmm. And this seems a little bit crazier, but let's say the Raiders beat the Lions on Monday Night Football just for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, your Vikings take, you may be fighting for them as a top four NFC team. It's not crazy. Think about it. It's wild. If they go four and four, so there is legit upside, brought to you by Upside, with the Vikings winning this weekend. Three and four, you see the schedule on ESPN2 right now at the Packers. That could be a win. At the Falcons could be a win. Saints at the Broncos. Bears by at the Raiders. I mean, you don't have an. You don't get to till till week fifteen at the Bengals. That's the that's the first game where you said, "Oh yeah, well maybe that might be too much for them." I still think they spit the bit a little bit more than you do, but the spin here for them to enter into the graphic we have up there that Jerry, our producer on the TV side, just put up there, and the odds to win the the conference in the NFC, the Vikings may find their way in there along with Seattle coming up in the next few weeks. Smalls, what do you have as your upside game this weekend? Okay, so the game that I'm going to pick doesn't have a ton of impact necessarily right now in the immediacy, but could be one of those things that we look at as a footnote long term. I am randomly going to go with Denver and Kansas City. And listen to why. Okay, Okay. just hear me out. So we know that it hasn't been great for Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos this season. They're 2-5. and But they are coming off a victory over the Green Bay Packers. And they're playing the Chiefs, which they lost 19-8 to to the Chiefs two weeks ago in Arrowhead. They gave up much more of a fight than anyone anticipated because of that recency bias and because of the fact that they're coming, coming off a win. I don't know. I think that Denver could potentially have the big upset with Kansas City. And if that happens, think about the way that we're going to start talking about Russell Wilson. Now, listen, I don't think it's going to drastically change uh, in the immediacy us being like, wow, Russ is having a great season. But long term, when we're talking about his future, if he's able to beat Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Kansas City Chiefs, that is something that people are going to talk about. Well, I mean, as a Russell Wilson fan, I'd love to see that. I've <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm just, it I has upside. I know. It has it, upside. Oh, it does it ever. I think they had their win against the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago. They just happened to lose that game. Yeah. The win was keeping it close. Keeping it close You don't twice. think they can replicate that? No. No, I don't. No. Now, you're going to look really good if you're right on that one because that is a limb that I've been all in on Russell Wilson. I look like an idiot. But, uh, yeah, that's a good one for an upside game. All right, here's my upside game. Mm. It's not for the one – of the, it's not for one of the two teams playing in this game. It's for the other 31 in the NFL. Falcons-Titans. If the Falcons go on the road and beat the Titans and drop the Titans to 2-5, and five, I don't think there's any debate if they're going to trade guys away. If they win the game in their 3-4, and four, they may have a harder time of trading guys away. So the upside would be to the Cowboys or the Eagles or anybody we're going to throw out there. Ravens for Derrick Henry. Could be some of the defensive linemen there. Plus, there is a chance that we get a first after this game. We have never seen this before in the NFL and the history of the league. 
we may get a coach's vest swap at the end of the game. Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons, has talked about the idea of swapping vests with his former boss in Tennessee, Mike Vrabel, after that game. Doesn't sound like Mike Vrabel was too into it, though. He talked about the bromance. He said it didn't sound like he was too into it. I'm just going to put it out there. Arthur Smith was all about it, all, all in on trying to do the vest swap. Uh, yeah. Mike Vrabel, not so much. Not so much. Just going to put it out there. Do you think the Titans would trade away pieces at three and four or only if they dropped to two and five? I mean, I know they traded Bayard already, Kevin Bayard to the Eagles. Yeah, I think they're trading pieces regardless just because of the quarterback situation being unsettled. They're going with Will Levis now. We'll see what happens. And you know how the old adage goes. If you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterback. Well, in Tennessee, they got three quarterbacks, so what the hell does that mean? Like, it, it, this is a bad situation for them. I don't think they're going anywhere fast, and so it makes sense to have eyes toward the future mm-hmm. and not worry about the second half of the season. The season is done as far as they're concerned with being competitive. My other game I was thinking about, guys, Cowboys and Rams. I think there's some upside game. with that game. I think that could be a game. close competitive game that we get into 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. No, it could be. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Matt Stafford dealing with that pass rush at home? I mean, the Dallas Cowboys at home, they have a league-leading opponent QBR. The opposing teams in Dallas are averaging a 25 QBR on the season. It is incredible what that pass rush, what that passing defense has been able to turn opposing quarterbacks into. And we saw how the pass rush from the Pittsburgh Steelers affected Matt Stafford last week. So I don't think good things are going to happen for Matt Stafford. And when he goes back home, he usually doesn't play well. I think it's four straight losses in Dallas. So I, I, I'm predicting a big day for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, so I hate the L.A. Rams, okay? And I'm never going to pick them. But I will leave you with this stat, okay? Heading into this game, according to Next Gen Stats, since the start of last season, Dak Prescott has the second highest interception rate against zone coverage and ranks near the bottom of the NFL in yards attempt and completion percentage. And this Rams team has played the highest rate of zone coverage in that span. So they could get to Dak and really frustrate him. You just... I'm just on saying. national radio and television. I'm just leaving you with this. Complimented a team. I'm just leaving you with this. Left your town in St. Louis. I didn't compliment them. I it, think you com- it was a compliment. It was not a compliment. It sounded like a compliment. It's it like just a, compliment. a fact. It's just the number. It sounded like you thought that they, you think that the Rams defense is going to dominate Dak this weekend. That's, 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 that's how I heard it. And that you're actually rooting for the Rams, and that you love the fact they moved to L. A. and left St. Louis. That's the, how I heard it. Let me tell you, this is a no, like a lose lose situation for me because the Rams deserted St. Louis in terrible fashion, even though they won 790 million dollars in the lawsuit, it still stings. And guess who was the architect of that? Jerry Jones. So I wish both teams could lose. Ooh, well, it sounds like Smalls is over that. Uh, we will have I'm <laughs> over it uh, coming up. But first, this from Upside. Of course, we are brought to you by Upside, the free app that gets you cash back on gas, on groceries, and on dining. Filling up your tank, cash back, craving pizza, cash back. Stocking up on your tailgate snacks, lots of cash back. Frequent Upside users earn an average of $340 each year. That's enough to go see your favorite team this Sunday. Download the free Upside app and use promo code FOOTBALL for an extra $0.25 per gallon back on your first fill-up. That's promo code FOOTBALL. Download Upside today. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yes, time for a round of I'm Over It here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, presented by Progressive Insurance, where our producer, Pat Costello, CeCe's already yawning from Pat. He's like, I'm over Pat. I'm over Pat. I'm I'm over over Pat. I'm over Uh, Pat. Where Pat Pat gives us a few things that he is over. What do you have for us today, Pat? The recent narrative around Kirk Cousins and him being a top 10 quarterback Let's go, CC. Since when did being a top 10 quarterback become some great achievement? Oh, cool. You're better than CJ Stroud? Like, you're better than really? Sam Howell? Really? Jordan Love? Like, why is all of a sudden, you're, oh, cool. You're in the top third of the league in quarterbacks. When has that been like a criteria that is all of a sudden this amazing achievement that's going to like win you a Super Bowl? Okay. Well, okay. So here's, this is, this is ridiculous. Kirk Cousins is treated as if he's worse than I was as a high school th- quarterback, and I threw eight interceptions in one game. But remember something, guys. Are Nyack- we putting past Kirk Cousins that he can't throw eight interceptions yes, I am in a game? That. Well, cons- okay, good. I'm glad you said that. In 2021, 21, he threw seven interceptions. In 2019, he threw six. Kirk Cousins' touchdown to interception ratio is actually phenomenal. It's basically more than two to one over the course of his career. He's been a full-time starter since 2015. He basically never misses games. His team is always hovering or in the postseason. And everyone treats him like he's horrible because his Monday night football or Sunday night football record. He's really good. And, and as CC has said... He is better at the negotiating game than literally anyone in the league over and over again. And this man, Chris Canty, 11 years in the NFL, said, just wait for it this offseason. He ain't getting a one-year deal or two-year deal like I suggested. He's getting a four- or five-year deal. So, yeah, it is an accomplishment when you're a third-round pick and nobody seems to think you're good or want you. Fourth-round pick and that you're a top-ten guy. Cosign retweet on everything he just said. And he's, he seems he is seemingly is a great leader and a great teammate. No doubt. And b- oh, by man, the way, that sure has gotten him a lot. But a top ten quarterback is literally how you win the Super Bowl. I don't understand what you're saying. Oh yeah, the, all those Kirk Cousins Super Bowls that he's won. I'm not saying he's won one. But um, he, to win a Super Bowl then. Okay, so that basically we need uh, stats and info, and sorry to add work to your plate, but we need somebody to come up with numerically between 2015 and 2023 the top quarterbacks in the league based on what stats do you want them to use? QBR? Let's just use QBR. QBR. In that time frame, where does he rank? I bet you maybe higher than top 10. Okay. And that's got him what? That's my problem with this Kirk Cousins argument. His stats might look great. What has he accomplished? Okay, and that's He's accomplished a- nothing as a quarterback you- in the NFL. All right. Are you going to say that in that, in that time frame, if Super Bowls are the measure, which I'm fine with, Aaron Rodgers has accomplished nothing? He's won four MVPs. That's not what you brought up. You brought what up you- Super Bowls. <laughs> but there's there's a tangent. Well, one, he's already won a Super Bowl. But two, he's also won four MVPs. At least he's accomplished something. Right, but I'm saying between Kirk 2015, Cousins has done nothing. 2015 and 2023, that time frame, if Super Bowls are the measure, which I'm totally fine with, what has Aaron Rodgers done? So you're saying Aaron Rodgers is worse than Kirk Cousins? No, I'm saying they're actually more similar than you want to acknowledge. 
they just are. Outside of the MVPs. Okay. But their teams have done nothing. Yes, Smalls? Well, also, just because somebody doesn't win a Super Bowl doesn't mean they've done nothing. Do we think Joe Burrow's done nothing? No, At least I he's think. played in a Super Bowl. But you know That's what I mean? he's gone somewhere. At least he's accomplished something. But I don't think Kirk Cousins is on the level of Joe Burrow or... Patrick Mahomes. No, I know, but... I think he's just significantly better than Pat Costello thinks he is. Right, yeah. but winning a Super Bowl shouldn't be the only metric on if you're a great quarterback Kirk or if Cousins you've done has, something. He yeah. has one playoff win. Like, what, we act like, I don't get like this fascination, this love for Kirk Cousins blows my mind. Has Joel Embiid done nothing in your mind? He hasn't done anything <laughs> okay, except win an MVP. Right, but I'm you just know. making sure. Just yeah. making sure. By the way, to answer your question, Kirk Cousins, 11th amongst active quarterbacks in that span in QBR. Wow. You shouldn't have answered the question. That didn't help me. I'm just telling you, eleventh. You asked the question. I put it out there. Eleventh. I forgot. He's right when I said couch. stats and info. I have stats and info yeah. next you to me. Right I forgot about you that. Right I forgot that. about that. Right. That's, That's on me. On me. Next one, Pat. Uh, I just deleted it by accident. Oh no! You know what? I'm over people that have one segment a day that don't have it prepared. Wow. That you're deleting the one thing you. Have, oh, I got Pat. it. We're back. Okay. It's uh, people who play videos at full volume in public or oh. talk on speakerphone in public. Totally. Like, do you have no respect for the people around you? Like, I don't care about the TikTok video or the YouTube video that you're watching. Like, have a conversation with your mom on your own time. Don't involve me in public or like in an elevator or something like that. Define public. Like, if we're sitting in the studio and watching a video, hypothetically, is that public? Public enough. I don't. If it's not a video or, that I I've seen subscribe to, why? Why? Why, no, you, why do you want to throw your teammate no. under the bus? Where no, I'm saying I'm, I'm, watch, I'm watching you watch the video. Videos. I'm watching highlights yeah. to prepare for our show. Yeah, it's, well, Pat, it's, it's not. It's Pat not the same thing. That. No, but it's Pat totally has a problem different. With that. But I have an earpiece in though, so it's not like you can hear it. Also, all right, well, let's let me just lay out the, what really what I'm talking about is that Nuno does this all the time. Wow! Nuno does this every day. Now we got this. So, so Pat is go. being passive. I don't even know if you can call that passive aggressive. That's aggressive yeah. aggressive. Initially, Br- bringing it on air, right? Yeah, Isn't that absolutely. what's happening? Yeah. And so, his, I'm over it. Second. Yeah, exactly. Uh, more detail in the description, please. When, where, how, why, etc. <laughs> Nuno, when we hit the next break, there's like a 90% chance that Nuno pulls up a random TikTok video and just starts watching it at full volume. And it angers me so much, and I yell at him every day for it. What kind of TikTok videos are we watching during the break, Nuno? What's the algorithm feeding us? It would be anything. It could be a someone something from Get Up or First Take that I'm watching. He'd be like, "Can can you? Why are you watching that? Like, turn down the volume. Like, it's, it's never it's, from Get Up or First Take. It's never the Sports Center. Now that we're never Pat, What's the video? It's what always just some like random like. Oh, did you see this podcast beef that happened? Like, oh man, did you see this video? This goat falling down. Like, I don't care. A goat falling down. You know what, Pat? And I know this is your segment, but while I'm on it, I was thinking about something while I was watching. Thursday Night Football, yeah. I'm scrolling during the commercial break because I can't go out of Amazon Prime in order to watch the other NBA games that are going on. I hate that inconvenience. But I'm looking at social media, and you know what I'm over? I'm over people posting relationship advice on social media. I don't care what you have to say about your relationship, about somebody else's relationship. Posting relationship advice on social media says more about you than the relationship that you're talking about. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to see it on my timeline. I'm 40. I'm a grown damn man. I'm telling my my inner Mike Gundy. I don't want to see you post relationship advice 
Nothing about your relationship, nothing about somebody else's relationship on social media. If I see it on my timeline, I'm not only unfollowing you, I'm probably going to block you too because I don't want it to show up in my search when I click on the damn magnifying glass. I'm over people posting relationship advice on social media. Who are you Stop talking about? yourselves. Who are you talking about, man? One of my former teammates, I saw him posting <laughs> relationship advice on social media. Wow. I'm like, dog, you're older than I am. What the hell are you doing? Why are you po- Who do you think is benefiting from this? Like, I, I don't understand that. Are you saying people would tweet at you like right now? <clears throat> uh, relationship advice? Is that what you're saying? No, I just, I just don't want to see it. I just don't want to see it. Stop posting relationship advice or clips of other people talking about relationships. I don't want to see it. I don't need it. And for those of you that are going to social media for relationship advice, maybe the advice that you need to take is not to do that. Maybe that's why your relationship is having problems. Maybe that's why you don't have a significant other. Because you're taking relationship advice from social media basically what he's saying is if you (laughs) if you're having girl problems i feel bad for you son he's got 99 problems and relationship advice on twitter ain't one on sportsmanlike espn radio thanks for listening to the unsportsmanlike podcast on espn radio you can listen to unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m eastern on espn radio the espn app and on sirius xm channel 80 You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.